Amen. I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that's in this place today. Amen. You know, the Bible says in the presence, I know I've referred it again, Psalm 1611, in the presence of the Lord, there's fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. That ought to be something that we go to in our lives, that we're down in the dumps, we're dealing with sorrow, frustration, pain in our lives, loneliness, depression, confusion. This verse ought to teach us something. Not the verse that's on the screen, but the verse I'm talking about, Psalm 1611. In thy presence there is fullness, fullness of joy, overflowing joy. So no matter what I'm dealing with, no matter what I'm going through, no matter what you are dealing with, no matter what you are going through, if I linger, and if we linger in God's presence enough, His joy will fill us, will overflow. Amen. And all of a sudden, amen, your afflictions, amen, will pale in comparison to the joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your sorrows will pale in, in comparison to the joy of the Holy Ghost. If I'm, if I'm brutally honest, amen, afflictions have been many in 2019. But his joy is greater. Hallelujah. Somebody say, God's joy is greater. It's greater. So if you need a scripture in your back pocket, if you need an action to take, this is just my go-to. You know how you have your go-to? It, it's, you know, you, you, you don't have to have a second thought about it. It's just like, okay, we, I refer to my norm. Let our norm be in your presence, Lord there's fullness of joy. You had a bad day at work? Get into the presence of the Lord. You and your spouse got into an argument? Get into the presence of the Lord. You're dealing with financial difficulties? Get into the presence of the Lord. Listen, I understand there's going to be disciplines that you have to do to get yourself out of financial difficulty. Okay, there are going to be measures you have to take to have a healthy marriage and and on and on. You you know, you, you just can't just pray and not do homework and expect to have good grades at school. However, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're going through, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. And Jesus wants us to know that if we'll tap into his joy enough, amen, that the answer for what we need is in his presence. The hope for what we need is in his presence. The joy of the Lord is our strength. The strength we need is in his presence. If you believe that, would you clap your hands and thank the Lord one more time for his joy, for his presence today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Before I get into the scripture today, I want to say this. I want to say thank you to this wonderful church. Amen. Last Sunday, my wife and I were away honoring my parents. Um, last officially last Sunday, the 15th was uh, December 15th was 40 years of marriage for my mom and my dad. And so, you know, I I, I have kind of in my mind, okay, you know, this is my benchmark for Sundays I'm gonna miss in a year. And, and because you can't pastor if you're not present. But I thought, how many times has 40 years come around? 
and I only have one set of parents. And, you know, I'd like to believe by faith they're going to hit 50 years of marriage. But, you know, I feel like, you know what, I'm going to honor them while they're around for me to honor them. And so, amen, my wife and I, amen, uh, with the help of so many, and uh, we're able to pull off a big surprise party for my parents last weekend. They had no clue, and family came in from all over the place, and it was just a beautiful time. And so um, I want to say thank you to this church, amen, for supporting that. And uh, and, and um, I heard wonderful things about last Sunday as Brother Knight ministered the word of the Lord. And amen, many here who helped even, amen, sent us with, with gifts for, for my parents, amen. Uh, Sister Jackie, Sister Pat, thank you both so much. And then between here and people helping in Virginia, uh, it was, you know, nothing we asked, but people of their willfulness of their own heart wanted to offer to be a blessing. And so we we say thank you and we appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for helping me honor my parents. That means a great deal. Amen. At the end of the day, amen, we cross paths with a lot of people in life. Amen. But, you know, family's the one dynamic that we're born into. Amen. And so God, families mean a great deal to God. Amen. And at the end of the day, when, when we're, if the Lord tarries and we're all on our deathbed, amen, the ones that we hope to be around us are the ones we do life with every day in our homes, our families, our kids, our parents, and so on. And so it's so important that we love our families, that we honor them, Amen. And that we allow Jesus, amen, to shine through us to our family members. Praise God. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, there came wise men. Somebody say wise men. There came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he? that is born king of the Jews. For we have seen his star in the east, excuse me, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled. Somebody say he was troubled. He was troubled in all Jerusalem. Skip down to verse 10. Same chapter, verse 10, Matthew 2. Verse 10, when they, the wise men, saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. My subject this Christmas Sunday is simply this, the greatest gift, the greatest gift. Can we lift our hands up to the Lord one more time and pray and ask the Lord to just have his way in our hearts. Jesus, we love you. We invite you, Lord. Lord, you're here already in this place. Lord, we're here to make war room for you to have your way, for you, Lord God, to be Lord of our lives. Lord God, have liberty in this place. Transform, deliver, make new, set free, bring hope today. Let us have a refocusing, Lord Jesus, on what really matters in life. We clear the clutter, Lord God, to make room for you, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Be King of our hearts today. Be King of our lives today. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. 
Amen. One more time, can we clap our hands unto the Lord as we're seated? Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise your great name. I honor you today, my King. I applaud you, my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. When the wise men declared to Herod that they had come to worship the Lord, the Bible says that Herod was troubled. The wise men approached Herod in their pursuit of seeking this newborn king. Amen. They had traveled from afar and were coming from the east, and they they said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We have come to worship him. Amen. Their motive was clear. Their intention was clear. We have come to see the Lord for no other reason than to worship him. We are traveling from afar. We are bringing gifts from afar for the purpose of worshiping him. They traveled from a long distance. They were bringing about great fanfare, as is fit for a king. And they, as they approached Herod, Amen. The earthly king at that time, and he heard these things. The Bible says that Herod was troubled. Consider what we're reading today. These wise men who are traveling from afar and are bringing great gifts and great fanfare approach an earthly king to pursue and inquire of a heavenly king and for the purpose of worshiping him. And as they declare their intentions and desire to King Herod, the scripture says he was troubled. And not only was Herod troubled, but the Bible says all of Jerusalem was troubled. The, if you look at the original context of this word in the scripture, the word troubled, the context of this word or the original meaning of this word is agitated. You could replace the word and say it like this. When Herod the king had heard these things, when Herod the king had heard that these wise men were traveling from afar, which is costly, and were bringing great gifts, which was also costly, and making great fanfare, amen, which was also costly, amen, to worship this newborn king, Herod was agitated. And all of Jerusalem was agitated. They were annoyed about it. They were irritated about it. It frustrated them. Herod was agitated at the wise men's desire to worship the Lord. And the thing about worship to the king of kings and the Lord of lords is that worship will either agitate you or it will thrill you. 
Worship will either agitate you. Why are they pouring themselves out like that? Uh, We have a testimony in scripture of Judas, uh, amen, uh, who perceived the lady who brought the alabaster box, uh, amen, that costly oil at the foot of Jesus uh, and poured it on him, wiping his feet uh, with her hair. uh, And Judas was agitated. He said, this is such a waste uh, of something so costly, uh, amen. But amen, Jesus, the truth is, deserves costly worship. David said this, uh, amen, when after he had sinned with Bathsheba, was seeking a place of repentance, uh, amen, and, and his name is, is all of a sudden away from my mind right now, but he, he, he goes to this house, amen, to get a threshing floor, and, and they offered it to David for free because he was the king. And David said, I refuse to offer something to God which cost me nothing. It is fit to bring costly gifts to a king. It is fit to bring costly gifts to the king of kings. It is fit to travel from afar. Amen. Sometimes the traveling from afar is in mileage. Sometimes the traveling from afar is in our hearts. And the distance we must make from our places of emotional comfort. Amen. To a place of sacrifice to worship the Lord. Sometimes the travel is in mileage. Sometimes the travel is in our worship. But Jesus Christ deserves costly worship. It is fit for us to bring great gifts to Jesus. It is fit for us to travel from afar. Amen. For somebody this morning, the emotional trip from your bed to get clothes on, to walk out of your home, your warm home into a cold environment, into a car that needed to be warmed up, and to drive however miles you traveled to church today to worship Jesus was your costly travel from afar. But it's fit for a king because Jesus deserves our worship. He deserves what is costly and dear to us. The wise men saw the star in the east and rejoiced. They rejoiced at the privilege to worship Jesus. That may sound simple, but it's worth repeating. They rejoiced at the privilege to worship Jesus. Travel from afar, privilege. Bring costly gifts, a privilege. An agitated king, and yet they considered it a privilege and a great joy to bring worship unto the king. John 4, verse 23, the Bible says, Jesus said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and 
in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Father seeketh such to worship him. Wise men seek to worship. And the Father seeks worshipers. It's a beautiful thing where there is a mutual love and desire in any relationship. No one wants to give love without receiving love in return. Amen. Even Jesus, there's so many who curse his name, so many who are distant, who deny his existence in the world today. Amen. And yet the scripture says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that so whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Amen. Jesus is extending his love to people who are cursing his name today. Jesus has given breath to people who deny his existence today. There is no greater love than the love that Jesus has for us. Amen. And while that testifies of the greatness and the love of God, how much more amazing is it that when God's love reaches for a human life, that that human life reaches back and says, Lord, I love you too. Jesus, you're seeking worshipers. I'm seeking to worship you. Jesus, you're seeking those who are seeking you. Jesus, you're seeking and passionate most about those who are passionate about you. You see, today, God's gift to us is his spirit. Our gift to God is our worship. God's gift to us today is his spirit. Our gift to God is our worship. The Father is seeking worshipers. God fills worshipers with his spirit. The Gospel of Luke chapter 11, verse 10 through 13. We've got to understand that those wise men were seeking him. They were coming to worship him. They brought him earthly gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, but the true gift that they gave Jesus was their worship. Luke 11, verse 10, the Bible says, For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Fathers, would you do that? Mothers, would you do that to your child? Or if he ask a fish, 
Will he for a fish give him a serpent? I know you asked for a fish, but I'm going to give you a snake instead. Would you do that to your kids? He wouldn't. Or if he asked for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? What Jesus is trying to convey here today is that he will not bait and switch us. If we can go to the next verse, verse 13. He will not bait and switch you today. He, we, we won't approach him seeking one thing. And the Lord said, see, psych your mind. I know you travel from afar. I know you brought costly worship. But I'm going to send you away with things that don't matter, with what you weren't looking for, with what you didn't really need. That's not our God. He continues, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask? He knows that his spirit is what we need the most in life. We sang songs today about making room in our hearts. Make room for the Savior. How do we make room? How do we make room? We make room with our worship. When we, amen, allow our affections and our attention, amen, to transition from being centered on many things to one thing this Christmas. We are making room. We're saying, amen, Jesus, you are the priority above everything else in my life. There is no room. If it means less of you, there's not room in my life. There's not room in my mind. There's not room in my affections. There's not room in my decisions. If it means this choice I make means less of you. then it's got to go because I'm making room for the greatest gift. I'm making room for the greatest gift of all in my life. And that gift is the Holy Spirit. Jesus was saying to us as his humanity, he was saying to us as parents today, amen, and parents, you know what Jesus is saying in this verse, amen, when he refers to the things children ask for and we give them something different, amen, what happens is when we give things that are different or or we, we mess up expectations, what our children Children learn is hopelessness because they don't depend on our word when we don't follow through. And Jesus does not want us to raise hopeless children because if they can't trust our word, they will have a hard time trusting his word. Listen to me. There's a little 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 side note here. 
Amen. If our children, amen, cannot trust our word, they will have a hard time trusting his word. They will have a hard time if they do not believe us as parents because when they asked for a fish, we gave them a stone. Amen. If they have a hard time believing us, they will have a hard time believing him. And Jesus can work through that, but what a blessing if he does not have to. Jesus wants us to make room for the greatest gift. Wise men still seek to worship him today. Jesus said, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him. If we ask the Lord for his spirit while we worship, he will respond. When we give Jesus our gift of worship, he will give us the gift of his spirit. Can we stand to our feet today? He longs for our worship. He longs for our communion. He longs for our time with him. Jesus testifies of his love for us by what he gives. He testifies for God so loved that he gave. It's one thing to say I love somebody. I love you, Jesus. I love my wife. I love my son. the evidence of my love where's the proof of my love I'm not talking about oh man if I don't give you a Mercedes Benz and I don't, I don't buy a yacht then I don't love you if you can do that great if you could do that and still honor the Lord first God bless you but God testifies of his love by what he gives He gave his life. And he made us in his likeness. So I can say, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love the Lord. What am I giving to him? What are you giving to Jesus today? What is it that Jesus wants? 
turning the question back to us today. If Jesus asked for a fish, will we give him a stone? What Jesus wants is worship, devotion. He says, amen, if ye be evil. All of us. He looks at me and says, I'm evil. He looks at you and says, you're evil. It's evil in respect to his holiness. All of humanity, the Pope, Mother Teresa, Mary, the mother of Jesus, all of us are evil in, with respect to the holiness of God Almighty. He says, is you and your evil, carnal, fleshly humanity not to give good gifts unto your children? Heavenly Father, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. There's an exchange that God wants to happen today. He says, if you give me your worship, I will give you my spirit. It's the greatest gift. It's the greatest gift. Amen. Thank God for healing in our bodies, but it's not the greatest gift. Thank God for financial miracles, but it's not the greatest gift. Amen. Thank God for when the stars align and ducks come in a row, but they're not the greatest gift. The greatest gift is His Spirit filling humanity. Why is there turmoil in the world? Because human hearts aren't filled with his spirit. From whence come wars and rumors among you, the Bible talks about. It's people drawn away in their lust of flesh, pride of the eye, pride of life. It's people who aren't led by the spirit. But Jesus says, I can change your turmoil today. You give me your greatest gift of worship, I'll give you the greatest gift. And so this morning, we're going to go there right now. And whether you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost already in your life, that doesn't exempt us from giving because, hey amen, the Bible says the outer man perisheth. In other words, as, as we get older, this, this body of flesh is decaying and, 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 and deteriorating and so on. And, but the, the inner man or the spirit of God within a human being is renewed day by day. We have to be intentional about, amen, the Spirit of God renewing us on a daily basis. So those of us who have received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, we're not exempt from this altar call today. Why? Because we haven't arrived. We're still on this side of heaven. We still have a daily offering to give. I'd like to invite this church to come up to the altar today. And we're going to bring gifts. We're going to bring our greatest gift to Jesus on this Christmas Sunday. Because he deserves it.
what's, what matters here this morning is that we don't compare ourselves among ourselves. I can't look at your gift and try to assess how much it costs you. You can't look at my gift and try to assess how much it costs me. I can't look at your path and I can't try to assess how far you've traveled to worship him. All that matters is here is that we're not looking around here. This is, this is probably one of the most challenging things in any altar call is helping get past, helping people get past other people. Come on, you see it all the time. Can I just be real? Come on, we're a real church. I'm a real pastor. I'm just going to keep it 100 here, right? So when, when, when people are here and they mean well, but they're, they, they, make, they try to connect with God, but they can't keep themselves from opening their eyes, wondering what's going on around them. I wonder who's looking. I wonder what someone's thinking. If I give myself too much to God, what's going to happen to me? If a tear falls down my cheek, amen, and somebody sees it, who cares? The gift is not for them. The gift is not for the person beside you. It's for the master. It's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Listen, we're here at this altar together. By faith, the children of God who will be around the throne forever and ever. Believe you me, we're not going to be focusing on each other. I'm not going to be focused on you, Brother Mark. You're not going to be focusing on me. Brother Vergara, you're not going to be focusing on me. Where the Lamb is the light, and I will worship Him forever and ever and ever. And so Jesus taught us to pray, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's trying to get us to have a heaven culture right now. And that means blocking everything out and blocking everybody else out. And it's setting my heart to say nothing else matters but my gift to the king. And however long it takes, I'm going to stay here till I enjoy your presence. I'm going to travel far in my heart. Amen. You're already here in the house of the Lord. You've traveled in your miles to get here. But now Jesus is wanting to travel in our heart, in our devotion to him. And as we worship him today, he's going to pour out his spirit. There's going to be fullness of joy. Burdens are going to be lifted. Hearts are going to be mended today. Lives and minds are going to be healed. Can we lift our hands across this congregation? Would you just close your eyes in the sanctuary? Do not worry about the person beside you. But together, can we offer our gift of worship unto the Lord? Let's go beyond routine today. Let's go beyond religious ritual today. But let's give Jesus what he deserves this morning. Let's give him our worship. Lord, I worship you today. I honor you with my life. You are my first love. Lord Jesus, you are my first desire, Lord. I love you with all that is within me. I beg room, Lord Jesus, today. I repent, Lord, if there's things that have been clouding, Lord God, crowding your worship. Things, Lord God, that have been distracting me from giving all that I am to you. I'm making room 
today. I'm giving myself to you today. I'm giving my worship to you today. I'm giving my devotion, Lord Jesus. You deserve all my praise. You deserve all my devotion, Lord. Oh, you gave yourself to me. You shed your blood for me. You you loved radically for me, Lord. I'm going to love radically to you. Oh, right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, would you pour yourself out? Don't worry about the person beside you. Come on, that's it. Close your eyes so you can focus on the King of Kings. Focus your eyes. Oh, so that you can become enamored with His love today. Come on, that's it, church. Come on, let's continue. Come on, that's it.